ask your neighbor, do you believe in miracles? Do you believe in the supernatural? Yeah, because I believe that, you know, sometimes we believe in God, yeah, yeah. We believe that Christ was born, yeah. We believe that, you know, there are things that God does and all that, you know. But how, where is your belief and to what extent? And what are the things you believe and what are the things that you do not believe? So we are going to read a few passages of scripture surrounding the Christmas season and look at individuals or groups of people and see and let's relate to them. Let's learn something from them and then let's take it and let's use it. Amen. So we are going to look at the first person we are going to look at is Joseph. Because we're going to look at these people and see, did they believe in the supernatural? Did they believe in miracles? Because I believe that you cannot be a Christian and be a victorious Christian if you don't believe in miracles. If you don't believe that God can do what no man can do. God can do what men say cannot be done. In Matthew 1, verse 20 to 21, the Bible says, in the ESV, but as he considered these things, that is Joseph, as Joseph considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. How, do, how many of us know that that's not a natural thing? That is not information that everybody can receive. How many of us know that you have engaged somebody planning to marry, you know that this woman haven't even touched her, kissed her, let alone, you know, and what voice am I hearing? What is this instruction that's coming that she's going to be pregnant and it's from there? She will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Not only is the conception going to be miraculous, but his impact in the world. Me, I'm a carpenter. You know, my lineage, you know, we don't even have, we don't qualify on a lot of fronts. But verse 24 says, when Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took his wife. Amen. He did, because for him to do it, uh, it means that he, 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 he believed in the dream he had had. He believed in the voice he had had. He believed in the instruction that had been given. As ridiculous as it sounded, as out of, I mean, look at even in 21st century where we have so much advancement in medicine. Can you imagine then what it means to even, you know, be pregnant, have a baby and all? He believed. He says that when he woke up, he didn't have a lot of discussions. He didn't say, okay, let me go and consult this person. Let me go and check. Let me go and find out if it has ever happened to somebody before, if, if it has. You know, especially for us, you know, when we are in an environment where a lot of things can sort of be done by our minds, by our plans, by our thoughts, it can easily fade out the value of the supernatural, the value of miracles. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you see that there are certain places when they need something, they have to pray about it. They'll pray, they'll pray for the chicken, they'll pray for this, they'll pray... You know, but there are also places that don't bother. They'll just go to Asda and get a chicken. Do, do you understand? Yeah, because for somebody, someone knocks on their door and they hear, quack, quack, they hear the dark. Or the, it's like, wow, God has come through. 
you know. But you might see that and say, well, why is this animal from you? Call the RSPCA right now to come and take it. It's not a miracle for you. But De uh, Joseph believed in it and acted upon it. And that is how you know the extent of your belief. Because we are going to look at another group. We are looking at the wise men. In the Matthew 2, the Bible says in verse 12, be watching, I have eight minutes more, we'll go. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should re not return to Her Herod, they departed from their own country another way. Remember that not much is told to us about Joseph's religious background. Do you understand? Whether he was a strong Christian, a powerful Christian. We don't know. Do you know? We don't know. We don't know whether he was a, you know, we have no idea. But all we know is that when he had that encounter, he had that belief. And I'm going to show you something before we leave here. Now we see this wise man. These wise men, you know, we don't know how many they are, but we know that they were people of a certain esteem. You understand? They had a, pers a certain impact in society. You know, they were wise men. They were people who could bring gold and men and things. So they had some value. And they also, when they were divinely warned in a dream, that don't go back to Herod, go another way. They just went another way. Do you understand? They didn't, you know, even understand that, why, this, this is a great man, the king also needs to meet this great man, this guy was going to be greater than, no. They had a divine encounter, and they believed in the divine encounter. You know, we are living in a society where anything supernatural has been so abused, misused, that we are also shying away from it, or we are belittling it, because we are trying to use so much knowledge to overcome anything of the supernatural. Because so much of the supernatural has been turned into spooky things. Very, very, you know, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, we were having a conversation. In fact, you know, Reverend and I went on a certain uh, Zoom meeting that Reverend was preaching us on. And then there was this man of God, and we remembered that when we were much, much younger, he had a, a church, and, and he also had an online a TV station or whatever. And there was another man of God in the opposite side of the city who also had a TV station. And the two of them used to battle it out. When this one preaches, then this one would take scripture and negate all the thing, you know, because one was so much into, I mean, he was the kind that you say that if his elbow touches you, you'll be pregnant. You know, if you, all kinds of weird things. So this uh, pastor also just stopped because he was a really good teacher. I thought that this can, we cannot let it go. So he, when he has his, I think one used to have their program at 6 p.m. and the other one at 7 p.m. So 6 p.m., the guy will come and do all his, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's in jail now for all the magic anyway. But then this guy will come at 7 and say, you see, Scripture says that the word, you know, then he will try and break it down and hopefully undo a lot of the stupidity, you know. But then what you realize is that if you're exposed to that kind of just weird thing, you can easily just not even believe in any form of miracles. Not believe everything I must understand, everything I must think through, everything I must be able to. Do you understand? It has to. I can't just buy, I mean, I can't just get a house. It has to be a process. I have to save up. Then you realize that you will lose out in this aspect of your faith. Number three, Zachariah, we have five minutes. I told you we are on point and we are going. We are going to read um, Luke. Luke chapter 1, this is a little bit of a long story because Zachariah is our main issue, all of us in this room, our main issue. He says that, verse 5, when Herod was king, we're going to read the NLT, okay. When Herod was king of Judea, there was a Jewish priest. So Zachariah was what? A priest, isn't it? 
he was a member of the priestly order of Abijah. And so he has come from a lineage of priesthood. He's also a priest. And his wife, Elizabeth, was also from the priestly line of Aaron. Hey, it's not a joke at all. Some of us, we are coming from the lineage of Sangomers and occultic things, and God has miraculously delivered us and set us free. They say, Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous. So they were from the, the, he was a priest, and God also saw him as righteous. They were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all the Lord's commandments and regulations. Some of us, we feel righteous, but in the sight of God, we are not. These people were righteous, and in the sight of God, they were also righteous. And they were careful to obey all the Lord's commandments and regulations. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive, and they were both very old. One day, Zechariah was serving God in the temple, for his order was on duty that week. As was the custom of the priest, he was chosen by Lord to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. While the incense was being burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. You know, in scripture, when incense signifies prayer, isn't it? And saying there was a great crowd outside praying. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in the sanctuary, not in his home. Not, Joseph, where was he? Was mining, maybe, you know, he had just finished, finished cutting some wood, went to lie down. Then Zechariah was in the sanctuary doing his priestly duties. An angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Which means that this barrenness is, is something that Zechariah has been praying about. You understand? Because the angel didn't just come and throw something he was not aware of. He came with an answer to a prayer. God has heard. The priest had been praying for even his own personal issues. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son. And you are to name him, him John. You will have great joy and gladness. And many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. I'm now very old. I don't have, never had a child. You know, now you're telling me I'm going to have a child. And this child is going to be great. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. That's not a problem. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Even before his birth. So whilst in the stomach, this John will be filled with the Holy Spirit and he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of God. I mean, Zachariah was praying for a child. You know, God had a plan not just to give him a child, but to give him a child who is like Elijah. Do you get it? Verse 18, Zacharias said to the angel, how can I be sure this will happen? I am an old man now, and my wife is also well along in. So it means that all these years that you have been praying, or you didn't believe that it will be answered, it will happen. The angel has come bringing an answer to your prayer. And now you're asking that, how can I be sure this will happen? So I came to ask you, do you believe in miracles? I know you are praying. You are praying for a turnaround. You are praying for a husband. You are praying for a wife. You are praying for children. You are praying for a breakthrough. You are praying for healing. But do you believe? This is a priest uh, from a priestly uh, lineage in the sanctuary. Having been praying, I'm sure he had been fasting for a child. Then the angel comes and says, you are going to have a child. And you are saying, really? 
So why have you been praying? You see how, how for a lot of the time, we just do very religious activities, but not even having faith in it that it will happen. I'm doing a three-day fast. I'm doing a seven-day fast. I'm going to do it. I'm going to fast for healing. I'm going to, but do you actually believe if the healing was dropped in your way, if that thing you are seeking, if God brought it, would you, know, would you accept it? Would you believe that it is it? If God said it is there, go and take it. Would you go? The angel was, I can imagine if the angel was me, I'd be like, what? Do you know how long we have taken to put all these things? Because we're not just bringing a child. He's a mighty man. He's going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He's going to turn Israelites to God. But it was Gabriel. You know how Gabriel, he's really nice. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you'll be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my word will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Please ask your neighbor, the things you are praying about, do you believe that they'll be answered? Ask your neighbor, the things you are praying about, do you believe that they'll be You see, that's why sometimes God has to actually even override, overrule, to be able to bless us. Sometimes God has to shut us up to be able to bless us. Because he's coming to bless us, then we are negating the blessing. You know, you go up all night and pray about something. So then when we rise, I say, hey, this thing is going to be really tough to sort out. Do you actually believe? That's my question for us today. And this is a priest. This is a Christian. This is a strong man of God. This is somebody that people see as powerful. This is somebody who knows the word, who understands the things of God, who delves in the things of God. But look at Joseph. Look at the wise man. As soon as they were told, if it's coming from God, that's it. Let's get on with it. But sometimes we become too familiar. Become so familiar with our processes. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I believe Reverend taught us on the power of communion and why we should take communion at home. You know, because it's one of those things that I remember uh, uh, somebody's mother came to church two or three years ago, and it was one of the Sundays we were having communion, you know, and then she didn't take the communion, and after that, she came to see me. She said, why do we have communion on a Sunday during service? And I, so I said, we have communion any time we want to have communion, you know, but we want to make sure that at least once in a month, everybody, really, as for communion, she'll be taking at midnight. <laughs> do you think the power of the communion is in the middle of the night? <laughs> Or the power of the communion is in your faith in it. The healing in the communion, where is it? It's in you. Then let's look at Mary and then we go home. We'll look at Mary. We'll look at some two young ladies and then we'll go home. Matthew 1.18, the Bible says, This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, Bible commentary explains to us that Mary was a teenager, a young person. As for Mary, we can't even define her spiritual strength and might and power and her depth in the knowledge of the things of God. Do you know? Do you know? No, we don't know. But then she had this encounter in uh, Luke. Luke 1, we'll read this last scripture. Where it says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. 
she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. You know, and it's okay for her to be confused and disturbed. Then the angel said, do not be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David. Have you seen that there's a process going through like the one Zachariah experienced? This young little girl is also going through that. Verse 33, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. So first of all, she was confused. She was disturbed. And then she's asking the angel, how can this be? You know, the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she's now in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. Tell somebody, nothing is impossible with God. Then verse 38, Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel left her. In spite of her not being sure, confused, how is it going to be? What is this? What? Well, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. That is how I want us to see what God can do for us. If God is saying he can do it, then whatever it is that God is saying, may it come true. If God has said it, then may everything God is saying come through. May we not have that Zachariah doubt, but may we have that. You see, it's okay to be overwhelmed by it. It's okay to be unsure a bit. It's okay, but when all is said and done, you have to hold on to it. You have to receive it. You have to stand in it. If God has said it, then he will do it. Elizabeth, in Luke 1, 39, the Bible says, a few days after Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zachariah lived, she entered the house. So when Mary was told Elizabeth was pregnant, she went to see Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greetings, Elizabeth's child lived within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, if it was somebody else, you say, hey, maybe the food I ate is really affecting. This pepper is shaking the baby up and down, crazy. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. And then Elizabeth spoke over her and said, you are blessed because you believed that the Lord will do what he said. You and I will be blessed if we believe that the Lord will do what he has said he will do. 